Hello and welcome to Locked in the Green Room and today I am chatting with John Woff. The Green Room is the musician's limbo. It's where we sit and wait for our gig to start. We as musicians now all find ourselves in a huge green room whilst we wait patiently for our gigs to begin again. So please join me in this virtual green room where I'll be chatting to different musicians around the world from all genres and all areas of music. And we're going to cover everything and anything about living in this new world of social distancing. Today, I'm chatting with John Woff, who plays saxophone with the 1975. Uh, We just chatted about how he's been trying utilize his time in a positive way um, so please enjoy i think the last time i saw you we were in your bedroom in leeds and we were recording violin for a film project yeah um and we were rec- with a really terrible mic situation dangling that's what i yeah, remember it was my little saxophone mic clipped yeah. onto a and lamp that's yeah. that was that i could do and i probably paid you about 10 pounds yeah. yeah i, I, I was happy been... with that 10 pounds <laughs> <laughs> but yeah um yeah it's been a long time but you know i've just started this this podcast and i'm trying to get like just i'm just trying to get chatting to different musicians from loads of different uh like walks of music or di- different genres different styles uh different people who are doing different things in the world of music at the moment or as it happens not doing anything in the world <laughs> and just seeing how everyone's doing and basically my question to you is like what were you doing two weeks ago and now what are you doing yeah so we um we just come off tour we had a, a uk run that's with so, the 1975 right yes that's right yeah and so fortunately we were able to finish that uk run and there was no real uh, issues at all ah. at stage. So it, obviously, the, the Corona thing it had kicked off. Um, you know, a lot earlier than that, though it hadn't become so much of a threat um, as it is now. Yeah. And so we were on tour. We'd finished. Okay, run that was great. And then um, <clears throat> we had maybe six months or so of promo work booked. Um, fairly sporadic dates, but um, albeit. Um, fixed dates in our diary and yeah. uh, doing TV shows and that kind of thing to, mm-hmm. to push uh, the 1975's new album Right, and then that was going to lead into a, uh, a two month US tour at the back end of April mm-hmm. and so obviously in light of everything that's been going on all of that work has been um, has been postponed yeah, yeah. And, um, and so it is pretty crazy how even just within the past with, with, within the space of a couple of weeks um, everything's been turned upside down and, um, yeah, yeah it's, it's absolutely crazy. Yeah. Um, so now, so you, that's what you were doing. And then we got, we obviously got told, well, we're, I don't know actually where you are. Are you, are you in the UK? Yeah. I'm yeah. in London. Yeah. All right. Oh, nice. Um, well, yeah, we've been told stop everything and, and stay indoors. So what, What's going on? <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah, well, um, I, I'm doing some Skype tuition. Nice. Uh, really, that was the first thing that came to mind when all of the, the live work and the gigs and everything, once once they were pulled, mm-hmm. um, my my first reaction was to try and book in some Skype tuition. Yeah. And so um, 
I've been doing that for a while anyway. Okay. So it's a fairly common practice. And um, I, I try to, I, I used to do it more on tour, but then it just became, you know, a lot more complicated with time zones in mind and, and having like enough Wi-Fi connection, all that kind of stuff. Um, but so I've been doing it for a while anyway. And so any downtime that I have between tours, it's something that I naturally gravitate towards just nice. to okay. fill my diary a little bit. And so um, I've, I've booked a few of those in which is great. Though I thought I would just, given how uncertain everything is, I thought it would, it would just be a nice gesture to, to offer some free tuition for the yeah. first couple of weeks. Um, and I thought for a, a two-week period, that would kind of coincide with a lot of people's, you know, if people have to isolate themselves, it's mm -hmm. it with the length of time that they have to do that. So I've, I've just started that two week period of, of offering some free music lessons. And, ah. um, and what, what's interesting is the second that I advertised it online and saw a few of the responses coming in, I, I immediately felt not that it's, I didn't, not that I don't want this to sound selfish, but I immediately felt better about things generally speaking. Yeah. Um, just small mm. acts of kindness go a long way on, on both sides of yeah. the gesture. The and, um, and, and so that's been really cool. And it seems to have been well received. And um, what's funny is any time that I've offered or advertised Skype tuition before, you know, I'd get maybe between zero and five responses <laughs> yeah. through a post. And because it was for free and because everyone is at home yeah. not doing anything, a couple of hundred come through, which is really, wow. really exciting. Uh, a little bit overwhelming. So unfortunately, I, I was unable to obviously answer to everyone. But yeah. um, that initial response was, was really lovely. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and so it's nice to have something like that to, to yeah. offer, which can be help people out and keep people occupied. And, yeah. you know. Yeah, that's really that. You know, that's really nice. And uh, hey, did you find like you know you're saying that these random acts of kindness that you that you get on both sides, you find that you're like more susceptible to like um, like an emotional reaction to that right now? Because I definitely have been like as soon as anybody as as I get any sort of like uh, yeah like see an act of kindness like that towards me or if I feel like I've done something, I'm suddenly like. A lot more emotional about it than I would be in any other circumstance. Usually, I'm like, "Ah, oh, that's nice." They, you know, because I like, for example, my other podcast. Somebody, a couple of people, donated to me just to say, "Hey, you know, really like the podcast. Really? I want to see you keeping it going." And I was just instantly like, just like nearly crying, <laughs> like yeah. welling up a little bit, and just thinking like, "Oh my god!" And I don't know if I'd have had that that like uh, that reaction. If, yeah. If I, if it wasn't for this like crazy sort of horrible situation that the world's in, I, I know I, it's as if your people's capacity for those kind of things uh, it really opens up uh -huh. a lot, and um, and I think just because we're not our minds aren't cluttered with the kind of stuff that we're occupied with, there's there's no time or there's literally no space or need for certain things yeah. anymore, and so there's there's certain aspects of culture that can be you know, can be cast aside yeah. and, um, you realize just how, uh, redundant certain things are. And so I suppose all of that, all of that is, mm. can be completely overrided by, uh, I suppose checking in on the, the people that are really important. And if the, even if there's something really small that you can do to help, mm. to, uh, to help out, um, that really does go a long way. And, 
um, just having just having conversations. Like I just before this, I got off uh, the phone with um, just a, a friend of mine who's up in the northeast, mm-hmm. and um, and we were just talking about how crazy it's all mm-hmm. gotten, and um, and it just makes a world of difference just to have a chat. Yeah. Um, and and also what's interesting is even if just, just having a small conversation or because um, uh, before I felt obliged to be um, to, to stay in, um, I, I dropped a couple of things off at a, at a charity shop just around the corner, like an Oxfam shop. Mm-hmm. And they yeah, just happened to be particularly nice and polite. And it was just a really fleeting kind of dialogue and a, a really short exchange. But even that in its sense, just because there was no mention of the corona thing, yeah. Um, because we were donating some old clothes that we didn't yeah. want anymore to it. To it wasn't. There was just something about it where you're just like, oh, I feel so much better now. Yeah. And you do, you just need these little pockets of time where you're distracted by something uh, genuine yeah. and something important and isn't money related or work related. Yeah. It has nothing to do with, like being poorly or you know. Um, and so yeah, it's 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 really important. Mm, yeah. And I like that idea that you're of, of of giving the free lessons to people who, you know, because there is going to be so many people around the world who really like love love your stuff and love what you do, and like, man, like if you're in isolation, you're not seeing your family, and then you're getting a lesson with, you know, the sax player that you admire, uh, you know, for free or not for free, it's just like, yeah, I can imagine that that is really helping people. Yeah, I think uh, particularly for for younger musicians ah. um, who maybe haven't, um, I don't know, maybe just generally speaking as a person, if you're younger as well, you haven't got certain, um, I don't know, structure or stability or, or whatever it is or financial mm-hmm. independence or, or anything like that. And so, you know, if something like playing music is really important to you, you want to keep that going. And so yeah. at least that's something that we can, that we can all do. We can still pick up our instruments and, and practice at home and play. And, um, and so I know that there's a, there are a ton of, um, resources online and everything, but it's not quite the same as when you have yeah. like a, a one-on-one conversation. Uh, uh, yeah, for um, sure. um, so yeah, I think it's, it's, I'm, I'm very lucky that I have, I don't know, I, I don't want it to come from a, a place of arrogance, but to have something to, to offer someone, yeah. even if it is just a, of my time and to talk about music it's yeah. you know regardless of whether or not i'm actually teaching them anything if it, or if if yeah. they knew about the five or not it's just cool just to offer some time and, and have a have a chat mm, yeah and have you so like as a as a super busy musician someone who's you know like you said you're touring and doing loads of promo work and then touring and then recording and all this how does it feel to just suddenly have like space that you weren't expecting yeah it's a little bit weird and i suppose if i was to sit down and really think about it it would be quite unsettling because I'd, I'd i like being really busy and i like um you know i, I don't really like being cooped up generally speaking and so yeah. given that this is what we're supposed to do now it's yeah um pretty daunting if i was to really sit and dwell on things but um i suppose an upside is that it gives it, it gives me time to do things that I would have otherwise I've never had the time to do just little things around the house. And, yeah. um, uh, like it's, it's, it sounds silly, but like gardening, we, yeah. we've got this quite small little courtyard that yeah. we're trying to, to work on. And like just really simple things like 
planting some herbs and spinach and that kind of thing and actually seeing it grow is really <laughs> exciting. Stuff like that, that has nothing to do with the work I'd normally be doing. Yeah. Um, it, it's, it's been a really cathartic um, way to pass the time. Um, yeah. and, and also because I tour so often, um, that, you know, I'd, it's nice just to have time at home with my girlfriend just to sit yeah. and watch a movie and just, and just actually have time together. Mm. Um, and so I, I, I try to focus on those things more than anything. I'm, I'm not going to, you know, I'd, as much as I, you know, like anyone else, I'd, I'd much rather be busy and to have a full diary and to be out the door and working long hours and everything. But I'd, you, you just have to you know, focus on the positives that have come about from all of this. Um, and I mean, by saying that, you don't overlook um, the, the hardship that a lot of other people are having to deal with. There's uh, a friend of mine whose his parents are really, really poorly. Um, okay. What was the virus? Um, I, I think so. Also, they were just that they already already had underlying things, so it's hard to pinpoint what's actually going on. And he's, you know, he's essentially working around the clock, just looking after them. Yeah. And I mean that the, the stress behind all of that must be, well, is no doubt absolutely yeah. horrific. And so I'm insanely lucky that I can try and use the time. In a, in a more yeah. leisurely way, I suppose it's it's um, an insane privilege yeah. given how dynamic and horrible this could be. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah so it, yeah. it's kind of it's, it's hard to answer because I, I I don't want to seem like I'm being too leisurely or or too um, flippant about everything because by no means is it easy for everyone else. But I'm no, I'm no. very fortunate. It, it gives me the time to be just to be at home and enjoy. The, having some spare time, I suppose, and, yeah. and to, re, you know, read some new books. Um, there, there is an EP that I'm working on, ah. which I've had the time to, to finish. And so I'm trying to be proactive with that and work on it remotely with other musicians and that kind of thing. And, nice. um, you know, okay. Right. What's the EP? Um, so I started it ages ago and, um, because writing original music has never been like a, a real source of income for me. It's never mm-hmm. uh, like I, I would never want to call myself a solo artist or anything like that. Because mm-hmm. you know there are people who do that properly who would just laugh if I something like that. Um, and so it's always just been a labor of love. If I've got the time to sit down and chip away at some new composition ideas, then uh-huh. then it's something that I I really like doing. Um, but naturally, touring can often get in the way of that and. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I, I think I started the EP maybe like 18 months ago. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that was like, and bearing in mind, it's like a four track EP. And so <laughs> given how some people are at writing music, it's a pretty, um, pathetic effort at <laughs> starting and finishing. But yeah, it's just been something that I've been chipping away at for a while. Yeah. And so, you know, for the past couple of weeks, I've probably done more work on it than I have in the past six months or nine months or something. So that's been really cool. And so it's um, kind of hard to describe what it is musically, I suppose. It's in a nutshell, it's jazz music, but there's a little bit of everything thrown in. Um, uh, There's uh, musicians who play it up. Some of them are based in up in the Northeast, which is great. There's some London guys. There's a a musician and actually a a Leeds College of Music alumni called George Solanos. Uh-huh. He's now based in LA. Um, me and him work together on a ton of different things. And yeah. 
it's been cool to have some uh, like FaceTime sessions whilst you record it and that kind of thing. Yeah. And so that that in the past couple of weeks, that's been a really cool way of of um, I suppose just hanging out with people yes. in a virtual and talking about music and and working on something creative. That's great. Um, yeah. So you know, naturally, that's been a very therapeutic thing for me, and um, I'm not sure how or when it will be released, but you know. It's, yeah. It just depends how the next couple of months go, I suppose. Yeah. 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 Well, that's good because actually, you know, for myself, I, I, I tend to go in and out of writing music and not writing music. And actually, I've found it very difficult to, uh, to use this time to write. Every time I've sat down to do it, I think I've, my brain just hasn't been in it. I don't know what that, why that is, but uh, maybe, maybe, you know, I think everyone does, everyone, everyone does things differently, but I'm, I'm hoping for my myself to accept this situation a little bit more soon and and just to be able to go right now it's time to work on that stuff you know but that's yeah. great that you know you've been able to do that how long how long have you been uh, uh like sort of self-isolating or? um maybe just shy of a week yeah. i yeah. think yeah and so things yeah so it's maybe last weekend i suppose with at least based on um, based on what I was seeing and the observations I was making, it was last weekend, mm-hmm. so it's the 22nd today, so like yeah. 20th, 19th-ish was when it things just seemed to take a turn yeah. and um, everyone's uh, perspective kind of yeah. shifted a little bit. Um, and so, but prior to then, there was still a lot of talk about how things were going to be affected with regards to the, the work I had booked in yeah. leading up to the summer and everything. And so, it was still very uncertain, and so I, I suppose I was looking for things to distract myself with. But I, I do know what you mean about um, having the, the the kind of focus to work on something musically, because it, and especially for it to be really productive. Like yeah. it, it, it's kind of a common thing as well for musicians to be able to pick up their instrument and just sort of play a bunch of nonsense and call it practicing, yeah. but it's not that instructive. And I, I suppose it's easy for anyone to do that, but then to be genuinely productive it's it's quite hard because i suppose maybe it's you want to prioritize other things and and as much as it's um because playing music is quite it's quite a visceral thing anyway you kind of go anyway and so i kind of don't want to do that too much if i'm in self-isolation you know what i mean i'd rather spending time with uh well just having some kind of a connection with people yeah as as i can and and just like physical exercise because i I'm not like a, a big runner, but I, I love, I do enjoy going out for a yeah. run and trying to stay fit. And so being locked in, is just, it, it will drive me a bit mad soon. Yeah. And so um, it's finding things that are productive, but, and, but still stimulating. I, I don't want to be too um, heavily focused on one mm-hmm. little project because it'll just, I don't know how useful yeah. or healthy it'll be for my, for my mind. Yeah, I know um, what you so mean. Exactly what you mean. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, actually, just um, moving away from uh, coronavirus-related chat, actually, or actually sort of um, reversing what we were talking about, it'd be interesting to know what it was like for you, um, because we've just spoken about how you've gone from being a very, very busy touring musician to now self-isolating, but um, I'd be interested to know what it was like for you when the 1975 first kicked off and suddenly you, you went from, you know, playing jazz and and teaching to suddenly bang you're you're touring the world be interesting to to know about you know how that 
how that was. And- well, because what's interesting, I think the last time that me and you would have had any kind of real conversation, certainly in the same room, would have been just before all of it kind of kicked yeah. off. And so at the time, I was still living in Leeds. Yeah. Um, um, and it was, I was really happy with the work I was doing at the time. I was busy playing with a lot of the musicians that I'm sure you were playing with. And, yeah. Um, and you'll know as well as I that Leeds does have a really thriving scene because of that music college. Yeah. And, um, and so I, I was, I was, you know, very fulfilled, but I, I felt like I was waiting for something significant to happen. I think most yeah. young musicians are, especially in their early twenties, if, if you've gone through a music college or you're in a band or something yeah. and you know, you, you're kind of waiting for the, the, a break, yeah. you know, like whatever, whatever that means. But, yeah. um, and, uh, and so when I was able to, when I had the opportunity to start, it was, it was a really, really exciting time for me, obviously. And, and I think it was, <clears throat> it really ties in with the type of musician that I had in mind to try and become one day. Yeah. So I, as I've studied jazz music and I, I still practice it, I'm, I'm not really much a jazz musician. I'm not like a, a jazz saxophonist, and I think it's quite apparent when you hear me play on anyone's know, music. That now I'm, I'm quite a. I thought you play jazz, man. That's not true. <laughs> um, but the really my my dream kind of gig would be to to, to um, use little like small amounts of that jazz influence, yeah. but within a pop thing, and and have the the kind of creative license to to do that and to get away with it and for it to work stylistically yeah. and like i was really given that five so it it wasn't just a case of having this great opportunity to tour and to play in front of big audiences it was it really felt musically in keeping with what i was hoping to do one day yeah um and for all of that to fall into place and for it to be a band that i'd i I was kind of listening to as well that that a lot of their early eps Mm -hmm. because they were they've always been good friends of mine as well to see them on the up was really exciting for me and a lot of my, my circle of friends who were who knew of them yeah um and and so it was just i i couldn't have wished for a better opportunity yeah and and the fact that it's so far it's had you know i mean relative to to my age it's been quite a significant length of time for me it's yeah. it's been there has been a lot of longevity to the to the sorry longevity to the opportunity and um it, it's just been absolutely incredible nice. um, and so the you know and I've been to parts of the world that I, I never thought I'd visit yeah. and um, met some really um, amazing and brilliant people who I've, who I've always really admired and mm-hmm. the opportunity to work with people that I idolize and mm-hmm. um, and so I, I I really couldn't have um, written it any yeah. better yeah <laughs> yeah I remember um, um because I remember you chatting to me probably when we were both still in college about who's that sax player that he, who you, you had some lessons with and he does pop jazz. That, that, Bob, yeah. is it, could you, Bob Reynolds. Bob Reynolds, that's it. I remember you being like, that is the thing that I want to do. and that, like, I love this guy and I'm really glad that I've got these lessons coming up. And I remember when, you guys, when 1975 kicked off and you started doing all that and I was seeing you playing on these big stages in front of a thousand people, I was like, "Yeah, he did it. Nice." You know, it's like yeah. pretty much that. I wouldn't right? want it. Yeah, I mean, I 
I suppose at a glance, it kind of looks like that. I don't want to draw a comparison between them. Sure, you know, sure, 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 sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Um, but I, I know what you mean. Um, it's it's that thing of being a saxophonist and being, you know, pl- playing with a pop band yeah, playing as a current musician. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and and having, the, you know, I, I get to play saxophone solos yeah. with a big band in, in arenas, and um, I don't know of many... People, I just don't know of many people who get to do that. Who, you know, other young saxophone players. It's it's quite a rarity, and so I'm I'm just insanely fortunate for all of that to have fallen into place. It's, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it's great, um, So, yeah. Um, not to put a put a downer on it, <laughs> but like now, so we don't know what's going on, right? We don't know what the next. Mm-hmm. Well, we sort of know that. I guess we know like we've got three months at least, and perhaps a year of of maybe not being able to perform mm-hmm. what what do we do about that what do you reckon i mean i don't want you you don't have to have all the answers don't worry <laughs> but you know it's just <laughs> such an interesting time stressful mm-hmm. time if you make your living playing music and especially if you're on the breadline etc mm-hmm. but it's just like there's so like it's gonna have to there's gonna Musicians are going to have to find a way to survive and to keep playing, and people are going to want to hear music as time goes on. I know right now we're in a real critical period, and actually maybe the it, we're not as needed. But I think as time goes on, people are still going to want to hear music. They're still want to go and see gigs, and we don't know whether they're going to be allowed to do that. What What do you think? What do you think is going to happen? Um, I mean, I. I have no idea, um, and I think it's the uncertainty which is the, the most terrifying part of, of all of this. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I suppose for you know, as individuals and as musicians, there's still things that we can do to, to generate an income, mm-hmm. and I think utilizing online platforms is, is an obvious way of doing that because you can do that remotely from anywhere, and you know, if you have the means to teach people and to share ideas, then that's then that's brilliant. That has a lot of um, holds a lot of value, um, and also with, given how connected the world is, we can still we can still share new music, albeit it's not live. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, and again, we can we can make music in our own homes. We can record things in our own homes, and um, and and take advantage of, of of working remotely and to collaborate. You know, regardless of where we are. But yeah. I, I, you know what I mean. I, I don't know. I, I just don't know, and I don't think anyone does. And it's, uh, certainly, if people are, are depending on finding um, a sense of fulfillment and happiness from live performances, then yeah. um, I think we'll have to, you know, direct our, our attention towards other things, which are going to have to be things that we can enjoy in our own homes and in our own our own space. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I don't know how quickly things will resolve themselves, and, and there's, there's these different. Um, time periods that are being discussed, like you said, it could be up to a year. Yeah. Maybe it'll be three months. Hopefully, yeah. it is three months or within three months before you know we can actually reopen businesses and yeah. you know and just be outside together for a yeah. little bit. Yeah. Um, but but I don't, I don't know, man. Yeah. I, I wish I some answers, but I, anywhere that I'm looking at, it seems it's very very uncertain. Yeah, yeah, it is uncertain. I, I don't, I don't. Sorry, I don't, I don't mean to like try and get you to to answer all the questions that we're all we're all thinking about but you know it's just it's just interesting to to think about it i don't really know i don't i, st- I also don't know what's going to happen <laughs> i mean i have a, i'm i'm pretty positive that you know 
we'll be able to get through it, and and I'm sure that there will be a point in this in the near future that we will be able to have gigs going on. But you know, I think to be honest, I think at the moment we have to accept it, and I think that people are finding it very difficult to accept it. It's just even people in the UK are finding it difficult to accept it, not just musicians. A few people, and you know, there's my people who live above me. Pretty sure they've been having parties like every night this weekend. I'm thinking like, what are you doing? What's going yeah. on? Like, we're not supposed to do this. But, but yeah. Anyhow, man. So, thanks so much for um, for chatting to me. Of course. It's been really nice to just chat to you anyway. You know. I know. And I think um, this type of thing is uh, certainly not just amongst musicians, but just amongst people anyway. It's, it's This kind of thing is quite important, I think. Yeah. And um, it's going to be a very... Um, therapeutic very cathartic thing that people are going to be depending on um yeah. you know these little video chats and like last night me and uh, four or five of my friends we had this you know like a group call uh, that you can yeah uh, and so we all we went to the pub so we <laughs> just sat at our little virtual pub and nice. together did um, it feel did it feel like you were at the pub uh no but yeah. it, you know what i mean it was it was good enough and it was just you know to have you still felt like you you were in one another's company yeah which no I've, I've had the same thing i quite liked it you know it's the problem is is like it's quite hard to the thing that's hard with uh with like video online stuff these these sort of calls it's like it's quite hard to have moments of like silence i think we're gonna have to learn if we're gonna start hanging out with people on skype and whatnot <laughs> we have to learn to to just let it hang because at the moment you know if i was to if we were to just have some silence like now It'd be like super awkward. I'd feel really awkward. I feel like you might feel really awkward. Right. Well, yeah, nice to chat to you, man. Likewise. Thanks for listening to Locked in the Green Room. Uh, I was Matt Holborn and I was chatting to John Woff. Uh, please like, share, subscribe, all the stuff that people do with podcasts. You can find us everywhere now, I think. You probably have already found us if you listen to this, so I don't really know why I'm telling you, but subscribe. Bye.